Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today and want to give a very warm welcome to Lakeisha Sarba, who is founder of Savvy Simple Marketing, consults entrepreneurs and small business owners on email marketing automation, including list building strategies and sale funnel hacks. With 10 years of online entrepreneurial experience, Lakeisha typically works with service-based business owners to teach them how to execute effective email marketing and sales funnel strategies that drive sales and build lasting customer relationships. Lakeisha is passionate about empowering women in business and dedicated to helping small business owners master online marketing automation. Today, we're going to talk about the myth that email marketing is dead and the importance of building an email list. We'll learn what has worked from Lakeisha's experience, what maybe could be avoided, and where people are missing the mark. Lakeisha, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. That was an amazing introduction. Thank you. Well, I am very happy to have you here because I love email marketing. Do you? I do. I actually do. It has helped build our business. And before we get into that, though, can you give all of our listeners a little background on who you are and what got you to where you are today? Yes, I'd love to. And I'm so happy to be here as well. Um, Well, for me, about 10 years ago, I walked out of corporate America. Well, actually, a little over 10 years to be exact. Um, March of 2009, I walked out. Um, Anxiety, just really anxious. My last position was director of training and development. And it was just really, really stressful at the time. So I decided I needed to do something else. What that something else was, I didn't know. And then I stumbled upon the online world. I started out as a virtual assistant and did that for about three to four years, got completely burned out. But what that did help me to do was um, I had to build my own business from scratch. So that taught me a lot about online marketing, email marketing, and things like that. So I decided for the next part of my entrepreneurial journey, I want to do something more that I love and to use skills that I had developed. And that's where the email marketing comes in. That is perfect. And I bet as a VA, you were exposed to a lot of different things that you had to do. So that helped lead you here. Oh my goodness, a whole lot. A lot of different systems and processes, just a whole lot of stuff. And what it did was actually it helped me to understand different businesses and how they work behind the scenes. As a VA, it's just a pretty straight up thing. We just offer services to help business owners. But when you're able to go behind the business of several different businesses, different types of businesses, I've worked with coaches, authors, speakers, dentists, doctors. And so all of those different, those business models are so different. I learned a little bit of everything about how to market those different businesses. It's really interesting. Yeah. That makes total sense. And I know you just looked you looked at me like in surprise when I said, I love email marketing, yeah. but I really actually do. We have a blog, we blog four to five times a week on how to's and things that are going on in the world of entertainment, influencer marketing, product placement. Uh-huh. All of our team has to participate in it. And then we have a uh, email that goes out on Monday mornings and all of our followers get our blogs all nicely packaged up. But what it Mm -hmm. does is it allows us for all the conversations that we've had over the years to keep a pulse on people and keep touching them without being intrusive and saying, 
hello, remember us, hello, remember us with a phone call or a salesy email. And it's just providing cool information that they like and it leads people back to us. Exactly. And that's what email marketing is all about. I think people really, I mean, social media, I'm not going to discount that because of course it's huge right now in the market space. So definitely social media is more like what I like to call the discovery tool, right? That's where people find you and discover you. The best way to really get to know them, like you said, to be able to touch them is in their email. That's permission marketing. Once you get that permission to come into their email boxes, everything changes. You get to build that no like and trust factor. You get to provide them with amazing value, let them know what's going on. And also the most important thing is to keep this top of mind. It's so important that I think a lot of small business owners are missing. I 100% agree. So what are the fundamentals? What do people need to know about email marketing? The first thing they need to know is that it's not dead right? Because I get so many people say, well, email marketing is a thing of the past, but it's really, really not. Um, The thing that you want to remember when it comes to email marketing is just to start. So many people think they have to have all these amazing funnels built out. It would be great if you could start that way, but a lot of people don't start. You can start small, like with a newsletter even, or something like you said, you do like a weekly roundup with all of the interviews and things like that, that you've done or your blog posts. That's even a great way. The idea is just to kind of start from somewhere so that you can then start, you know, communicating and start building that value so that you can build it over time. It's all about the customer journey. It's all about the long game, you know? Um, So I would say start. (laughs) The the most important thing is to start and start from somewhere. And that would be starting with some type of email automation software. You can't do this with like your Google account or your Outlook account. You have to make sure that you have the right tools in place in order to do it as well. And they don't have to be expensive. A lot of people think you have to have Infusionsoft or something really expensive to get started. And you don't. You really don't. No, and we started with MailChimp. We use HubSpot now for our blogs and our newsletters, but we use MailChimp for a lot of other campaigns that we run. And there are so many options now out there for people to use. There are so many options. And that just proves that email marketing is a really big part of business, you know, when you think about it. So you, like you said, you have the options. You can start with the MailChimp. There's ConvertKit, which is one of my favorites. Um, it's just really super easy um, to get started with either one of those, right? You don't have to go with the big guns right away, especially if you don't call for all the bells and whistles that it comes with. Start small, start. The idea is just to really get, to get started. Yeah. And so for companies who are out there and entrepreneurs and coaches and small businesses, and middle, medium-sized businesses, haven't really done an email list before, you know, if they're not doing blogs, if they're not doing podcasts like this, right. that they're trying to advertise and get out there, right. what are some of the things that they could include in an email that they're sending out in general? Okay. So there are a few different things that you can include in an email in general. You can do a lot how-tos or back um, or sharing like the um, the behind the scenes of your business even. Mm-hmm. Let people know what you're doing in the day-to-day. You can um, teach something. I'm really, really, like I built a lot of my audience based on a teaching model. Mm-hmm. So I'm really big on teaching and tutorials and different things like that. Just providing value, okay? Or any type of information. You can provide updates. If you have a new website coming out, you want to let people know about that. If you do offline events, that's a great way to let people know about that so you can meet face-to-face, right? So anything that you can think about that's going to really provide value, 
One thing that I want to steer people against is just emailing to email, right? You don't have to email every day. So it's not important that you like send an email out every day. The most important thing is that you have some type of touch, like touch points so that you are reaching out so that they do know that you're still in business and that you're still available. Um, so think about just like different things that you can do. So you don't have to have a blog yet. You don't have to have a podcast or anything like that, but think of ways or different things that you can share value with your audience and how to tips. Um, you can share small, small, like short videos. Even I get a lot of clients that say, well, I'm not really a big writer. I don't really want to write a whole, you know, email. Then you don't have to, you can introduce a video and then you put a link into a video and send them to like another page, like a YouTube, if you're building that up for your videos, right? The idea is just to keep in touch and to provide some type of value. Okay, that makes total sense. And we do that. We do everything on a kind of a teaching model. Right. And it's much easier to provide things that you think will help people right. versus providing something where you're asking them for money or asking them to become a client or asking right. them pretty right. much anything to right. do. Exactly. And that's all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, it is important to make sure that you also teach your list or the, you know, your audience, your leads on your list, teach them to engage with your email as well. A lot of people think they just send emails out and you just send like a, what I call a dead email. It doesn't have like an end to it. Provide some type of call to action in your email. Join my Facebook group. Look at this video. Check out this thing that I have for you. Download this list, right? You want to start like implementing little breadcrumbs for them to take action so that when you are asking for them to do something like, hey, buy this thing or check this out when you're really leading to the cell, then they will follow your lead because they're so used to you providing them with great stuff, they're going to want to check it out. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Okay. So I know from stalking your LinkedIn profile, right? Oh. Ooh, that <laughs> you are one of my like the go-to for our business, quite frankly, you're like sitting here going, what is she going to say? Go-to businesses, software, oh, yeah. graphics maker, Canva. Oh I my goodness. Canva and you are a Canva expert. <laughs> I am a Canva expert. Oh my goodness. I am. I'm actually certified creative. Yes. <laughs> well, can you tell everyone, I mean, I think our listeners have heard me talk about Canva, so maybe they want to hear about from someone else. They're not a sponsor of this show. They're not anything along those lines. No, I no, just no. really do like this software because for us, it allows anyone on our team, including the most graphically enabled, mm -hmm. to create something that's not in Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, Canva is the best thing that's ever happened to me in my small business. Like honestly, and I'm not an affiliate. Canva doesn't have an affiliate program yet. Hopefully they'll get one. So I'm not being paid to say this. And I had no idea you were even going to bring this up. Um, but yeah, so I've been using Canva for about five years and it is the easiest thing that an entrepreneur can do, especially when you just want to create really fast graphics for like your social media and stuff. You don't have to go out and you don't have to pay for an expensive graphic designer or wait for them to make changes and edits. You know how that goes. It's like, like yes. you say you want one thing, you have something in your mind, and then they send you something back completely like, that's not really not what I asked for. And that's how I got into it because I was working with a designer and he introduced me like, hey, try this do-it-yourself tool. Let me know what's going on in your mind and then send it back to me. That was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because now I create just about all of my own things, all yeah. of my own graphics and things like that. 
and it's even led into um, digital products. So right now I'm actually even, I have digital products and it was like just crazy because I started creating these templates because people would always ask me, how are you creating workbooks and you can do everything in Canva, not only your social media graphics, you can do workbooks, you can do any type of design templates like, um, the templates that I do are a lot of like workbooks, ebook, ebook covers, um, just about anything really you can think of. Checklist, planners is a big one. And um, so people kept asking me, how do you do this? And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm teaching them how to do it in a group, but they don't really get the grasp. I'm just going to create a template and just let them go at it. They loved it so much. My coach said, you better sell those. And I was like, really? As a digital product? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I've totally missed that mark. <laughs> and they have been going like hotcakes. I mean, I have a whole nother stream of income coming in from something that I didn't even think about. I play in Canva. I love it. So I share that with other people. And now I'm creating a whole nother area of income. And it's been amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. So do you end for and the reason I brought up Canva is because if you need graphics for your email and you need something to look cool, Canva yeah. offers like the potential to just have an easy way of looking super professional. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I use Canva for my email headers and footers. So if you have like a newsletter template or something that you want to create, it's so super easy to go in and create it. And Canva has over like 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50,000 templates inside of its database. It's completely free to join. You can sign up and you can try it out and um, just see. Yeah. But it's a great way to be able to have different graphics and things like that, that you can share via email. Yes. We should totally be being paid to say this about Canva right now. We really should. I'm actually yeah. going to, when this goes live, I'm going to tag them. And let yeah. Them yeah. So about yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually write the, about them in our blog and I've mentioned them on so many podcasts because it's just, it's just amazing for anyone listening who doesn't understand, like you have someone who's like your go-to for graphics or you're just sitting there going, I can't do this. I'm not going to try to do this. Anyone can do it. I mean, our interns yes. still in school, who are not graphically capable. You would think that 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds, 24 year olds are just automatically graphically capable. Right. They're not, nope. But so this allows them to actually be. So it's very cool. It is, it is so cool. And it's so easy to use. My son uses it, yeah. he really uses it. He loves it. And I mean, I, I'm not creative in that way at all. And I was able to just really go in and create some amazing things. So yes, everyone should definitely give it a try. So back to the world of email, since I, yes. that's what I had you on okay. for, um, going into something you mentioned before you said that you can do email marketing mm -hmm. and you don't need funnels. Can you explain what a funnel is and how it works and why okay. some people actually might want funnels? Exactly. Definitely. So a funnel is pretty much when you think about how you are getting your leads into your business, right? So there are several different areas or places within your business where your leads may come from. The funnel is really the thing that brings, or it's really at like the top of your business model even. So even when you think of like, I don't know, like a funnel, like a, like an oil funnel, you know, the thing that you change oil and that's the first thing that came to my mind and you have the top, you know, the Y top. You don't cook, do you? And, huh? You don't cook, do you? Cause you know, there's that funnel too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That funnel. You go, for, you go for cars. Yeah. Cars. Definitely. <laughs> so, um, so that funnel, you know, you're pouring the oil in. So it's really wide so you can get the oil in and not spill it everywhere. And then as you go in to the car, it goes thinner. It's like, it kind of thins out a bit. So that's pretty much what your funnel is, right? So at the top, it opens up and you're bringing in your leads, right? So people are coming into your business in that way. 
And as they filter through your funnel, right, they come through the funnel and that's when they're actually inside of your actual system. So that's the email systems. So inside of your funnel, there is your lead capture, which would be something like a, like a downloadable or some sort, like, right, like your freebie offer, right? I've heard it called several different type of things, right? So when someone signs up for something like that, your newsletter, your freebie offer, it's an exchange, that permission um, that we talked about as far as the email. So they're now entering into your funnel. So once they're in and they're into your email, then they go through a series of what we call email sequences and those email sequences will then lead them to some type of an offer, okay? They have an option to take that offer or not. If they take the offer, great, then they go into that offer funnel, right? They buy that thing, they go through that program, they're in that funnel. If they don't, then you put them into a whole nother funnel, right? That could be maybe a nurture sequence where you're kind of getting to know them a little bit more before you offer them something else. And so that's pretty much what a funnel is and what it does. And it just kind of moves your customer from one journey to the next journey to the next journey to the next journey. Yes. That is an excellent way to explain it for everyone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And the goal is to get them so deep into the funnel that they become a paying customer. Exactly. That is definitely the goal. The goal is to have them paying customer, but not only once, but more than one time. Because what happens is a lot of people, what we get so caught up in, especially the newer entrepreneurs, is that you just get so caught up on the sale. And then once you have the sale, you want the next sale, right? From the next person. You're just trying to get those leads in. But then you forget about the people that you already have in your funnel, right? You got those sales. Now what about those people? Don't forget about those people because they still need something from you. Then continue to buy from them. It's a known fact that somebody that's already purchased from you one time will purchase from you again and again and again if you're serving them appropriately. That is a great little piece of advice right there. Yeah, I think we all forget about it. You know, no matter what kind of business you have, when you have a client on board and you're working with them and you're serving them and you're having them um, on your team, you think mm -hmm. of, kind of forget about the upsell. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what else do people need to know? I mean, there are some limitations with email. There's some laws that came in play. So exactly. with ICANN and there's some restrictions. Can you share a little bit more about what people desperately need to know so they don't get fined. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, for ICANN, um, you definitely want to make sure that you're following those rules, right? They change often and they've been updated again. Same thing with the GDPR. That's more the European Union. Um, and what it's basically is they want transparency and they have a right to it. We have a right to it, right? Um, as Americans and as just people in general, even people overseas, when we are sharing information or somebody is sharing their information with us, it's really just about transparency. They want to know, what are you doing with my information, right? The whole scandal with Facebook has really opened up a whole lot for, for you know, like a lot of people in not only the U.S., but other countries abroad. And they're saying, we want to know what you're doing with our information. Are you selling it? What are you doing with it? Nobody wants their information sold to the next person or to the, next, to the highest bidder. And so it's really just all about transparency. And with those rules, you have to state that you know, what you're doing. So you have to clearly specifically state what you're doing with their information after somebody signs up, you know, if they're on your, on your landing, do you have some type of tracking software? Are you using Google or Facebook or some other type of um, analytics to track them right. so that you can then see what they're doing like everywhere else on the web? If you are, then you have to let people, you have to let people know about that. And the best way to do that is to add a checkbox onto whatever your email automation is. Just saying that you, you know, that these people, that you are 
um, that you do understand about, you know, the, the ICANN and the, um, the GDR rules and another link where they can actually read your actual privacy policy that lists out these different laws and things like that or what it is that you're actually doing with their information. It's just about transparency and you have to be so careful because you can seriously be fined if you are not following the rules. If you're not sure exactly how to do that, I would say definitely contact an, like a, like a, a, an attorney or somebody in the digital space and they will be able to give you all that information. I actually had my privacy policy, policy written up by um, a, a lawyer that mm -hmm. is more into like online digital work and it's important that you do that and just know the rules, you know, just be really upfront and clear with people about what you're going to do with their information. If you plan to retarget them on Facebook with ads, say that, let them know that so that they know we all have a right to know what, what we're, what's being done with our information. Right. And all that retargeting happens because of either email addresses or IP addresses. Exactly. And so there's lots of little things that are known about all of you listening, as well as mm -hmm. us too, that yes. we have no idea how deep it gets. Yeah. And it goes really, really deep. I mean, you'd be surprised. A lot of these artificial intelligent things that they have going on here, it's a lot bigger than we even know. It's, it's really is. It's a lot. I mean, we only have access to a little bit of it, but it really goes deeper than that. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's a great thing for us business owners to be able to have that information, but we still want to respect the people that we want to serve at the same time. Yeah. And there's another little important thing to know about email marketing that at the bottom of your emails, and you know what I'm talking about, you have to have an unsubscribe button because if you don't, it's like you go batty and then you start sending almost hate emails back to people because you're like, unsubscribe me, you horrible person. So that's not maybe as nice as you say it, <laughs> <laughs> right? So that unsubscribe is super important too. Oh my goodness. The under yes, put it where it can be seen, you know, so that anything that you're sending out, make it clear right there in the link right below. Some people even have it. I even coach people, put it in your signature because if people no longer want to receive your emails, make it easy for them, right? You don't, the last thing that you want people to do you as spam or say that you're, you know, that you're just sending them emails without their permission. You don't want to get on a blacklist. Okay. So that's what you want to make sure that you're giving people an, a really easy way to unsubscribe. That was a great point. Yeah. And that blacklist that she's talking about some corporations will actually add you and you'll not ever be able to email anyone else within their organization again. So you will be ruled out. And that doesn't affect you so much on your Yahoo, your AOLs. But if you are targeting B2B, mm -hmm. you don't want to get on a back blacklist because no one ever, 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 even if someone's your client, going to get to see your emails unless their IT goes through some steps and hoops to get you back out of there. Exactly. And it's not a good place to be in. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're curious, if you're on a blacklist, you can actually Google it. And there's a lot of different um, software out there that will ask you to put in your IP address. And that's how it measures on whether or not you are on that blacklist. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Great. So, yeah. What else can you tell us about email marketing? Just give it a try. Email marketing is not dead. It is so still living and it is one of the biggest ways to convert your leads into paying customers. It's way cheaper than running a Facebook ad. I mean, it's just, it's so much better. I get people telling me like they get, I forget what this young lady called. She said, I have 
marketing exhaustion, right? Or something like, I'm just exhausted from being turned on all the time, doing Facebook lives all the time, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, are you building an email list? She's like, no. I'm like, build an email list. Because if you build an email list, you know, you're spending all that time online, you're going to get exhausted because that's the only place that you're marketing. If you can be able to take your online marketing and turn it into an list and your list doesn't have to be huge. That's another myth as well. You can have a small list as long as it's targeted with the people that you serve. People solve for like for um, problems that you can solve, your target audience. It can be a small list. You could do amazing things with a two, 300 um, person list. You don't have to have a huge list. The idea is to just start building your list and then marketing to those people on the list versus always having to be turned on all the time, doing live streams and feeling like you can't take a break or a day. And there comes that marketing exhaustion. So definitely give email marketing a try. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So if our listeners want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? And I also understand there is somewhere that you would like to direct them to so they could get something that's of a little value. Oh, definitely. Or a lot of value. Yeah, definitely. You can check me out. I'm online just about on every social media page at Lakeisha Sarba. And that's S-A-R-B-A-H is the spelling of the last name. So all of my social media channels are pretty much the same. Um, my website is LakeishaSarba.com. And on there, right there on the home page, if you scroll down a bit, you will see that I have a guide that will teach you how to build your email list. It's, an ult it's the ultimate list building guide. And it's going to walk you through everything that you need to know to build a, um, I'm sorry, an email list filled with your ideal clients. That's awesome. And not that you were planning on doing this, but because I think it's so cool that you've done this, mm -hmm. can you also share where someone could get your templates for Canva? Oh my goodness. Yes. You can totally get my templates from Canva. <laughs> um, and right now you have to join my Facebook group. So if you join my Facebook group online, it's called Canva DIY for entrepreneurs. It's a Canva do, you know, DIY, do it yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. For entrepreneurs. Um, it's the pretty much the one of the only groups on Canva that has the DIY in it. So you'll find it really easily. You come in and you join the group and then you'll have, you'll find the templates and everything there. They're also located on my website under my shop, by the way. Very cool. That's very helpful. Yeah. Well, Lakeisha, I cannot tell you how cool it was having you on today. It was awesome. It was awesome. Thank this you. Was so much fun. Thank you. Yes, of course. And then all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in, listening to marketing mistakes and how to avoid them. And I look forward to speaking with you on our next podcast. <laughs>